Welcome to the Chad Taylor Radio Show. Here's Chad Taylor. Well, I'm honored to have this next guest join me on the show today. Grew up a big fan, still a big fan. I even still have my Dukes of Hazard lunchbox. John Schneider <laughs> joining me today. John, it's so good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you so much you for doing this. Too. Oh, my pleasure. You know what's so cool about that lunchbox? My, my dad, God rest his soul, he died three years ago. He was 85 years old, and he, had, he took his lunch to work every day in that lunchbox, and it was uh, the 1980 model. <laughs> and uh, it still had the thermos, and my stepmom has that. And one of these days, she says she's maybe she'll be able to let it go. Now, mind you, she's 86 now, so she still has that lunchbox. <laughs> does it ever get old, John? I can't imagine it does. Like People like me, I'll be 43 in January, you were such a big part of my childhood, and you know not only just my childhood. I mean, I've been following you ever since I can remember. I mean, you've had such a great career, not just the Dukes of Hazard. I know that gets the most attention, but you had such a and still do a very successful music career. Um, you've been on just about every TV show on the planet. Um, you have a film company. You write books. I mean, you do a lot of things. But does it ever get old that people just? keep reminiscing with you about their childhood and the Dukes of Hazard and what that meant to them? You know, not, you'd, you'd think it might, but it doesn't because they all approach it with such joy in their, in their voice. You know, the Duke seems to remind people of their grandparents or of a time before they had to pay taxes or <laughs> some just better time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever anybody mentions it to me, they turn into, like Alicia Alicia says, you know that police officer just turned into a seven-year-old when he realized it was you. <laughs> and and it's great. It's, uh, it's so nice to be part of the good part of people's memory. Uh, you know, I, I used to, uh, I'm from Mount Tisco, New York, and I used to be in a, a fireman's parade with my grandfather back in the 60s. And every time I think about that parade, I turn into a six-year-old in clown makeup. So I get it. I get it. So I, I, I don't shake my fist at that uh, because it's, it's such a wonderful part of people's history and a wonderful part of my history. And, John, and, you still look like you did when you were like 17 and 18 years old. You don't age. Well. You don't. Well. You really I don't. I appreciate that. I've, I've been, uh, I've, I did this great workout program once i turned 49 and you're not there yet but once i turned 49 i started doing this workout program called p90x and it really saved my butt uh it got me into great shape but it also got me noticed again and uh, i started when i that's when i started doing i think uh was after smallville and before the haves and have nots but It was a great thing, and if it weren't for that workout program, and they have other ones like Insanity, and and, uh, which is as crazy as it sounds, there's no way I could have done Dancing with the Stars. I I would have just passed out. Uh, I mean, I'm 58 years old, and I'm up there running around with with the 17-year-old, with Milo, and, and keeping up with him, and I'm really proud of that. Well, there's not too many, there's not too many people like you that can brag that have been doing this for that long and been successful. As I said earlier, when you got on the line, you know, the Dukes of Hazard was a big part of your career, but you've been active ever since that show. And we've kind of touched on a couple of the shows that you've had guest roles on or, or produced, or it's just amazing the career you've been blessed to have. 
Well, you know, I've, I've always, uh, both my parents had a very strong work ethic. And I was never one to believe, and I'm, I'm not sure why. I think it might have been Denver Pyle, who played Uncle Jesse, told me, you know, when the show is over, the show is over. The phone does not ring. So you've got to create your opportunity. And Denver had been, uh, my first memory of Denver was in a, uh, in a John Ford movie, I think, called The Horse Soldiers. And then I saw Denver as uh, Doris Day's father on the Doris Day show, and then as Mad Jack in uh, Grizzly Adams, and, and before that on the Andy Griffith show. So he, he really knew what he was talking about. So I think the difference between me and, and most everybody else is uh, the work ethic, number one, but also I never expected the celebrity of Dukes to pave my way anywhere. In fact, in many regards, it's kind of a it's kind of a deterrent to work. It's a bit of a, a bit of a wall I have to climb, uh, but I'm I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do that, and it's it's been great. You know, I'm, I'm not one that believes you should be handed anything on a platter anyway. You should work for it. You'll appreciate it more. Absolutely. Is there anything? By the way, I've always wondered this: when the Dukes wrapped, is there anything that you took from the set that you still have? Um, I had my my wardrobe i had my bow and arrow uh i didn't uh i didn't i didn't have a car i didn't have this general lee uh but i did actually make some and rent them back to warner brothers later when we did the reunion movies but just the basic things the scripts and and uh, i wish that i had had the uh the foresight to ask them for some things out of the forest nest uh, or uh, something simple like a pillow from Uncle Jesse's house. Right. But I didn't. I didn't. And uh, that's too bad. Uh, I know that Sorrel Book, who played Boss Hogg, kept every one of his scripts, and then I believe his family made them available on eBay because I've, I've signed several over the years. And he used to do a very specific thing. He would write his name on the front. He would put it like a doodle uh, square around it. And uh, I can always tell when it's an original Sorrel book script. And I, I, I delight when I see them because he was such a, such a great guy. So not a hog. He was just a <laughs> wonderful, quiet, actually really quiet kind of bookish guy. Which I find strange. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause it's the exact opposite of the character he played. Yeah. Such a boisterous, loud, obnoxious guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was. That's what he played, but that's not what he was at all. He was very, uh, very unassuming. John, if you put the Dukes aside for okay. all the other shows that you've been on, either as a guest role or as just a, a you know a, a character on, what what's the best experience you've had? Oh, hands down, my best experience was a movie called Stagecoach. Uh, it was on CBS. It was me and Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings wow. and Billy Nelson and Chris Christopherson and Anthony Newley and Elizabeth Ashley and on and on and on. It was, it was, Lash LaRue was in it, David Allen Coe was in it. And so I spent three weeks in the, in the Arizona desert with people who were my heroes uh, and became great friends with, with all of them, but really best friends with Johnny Cash. I can't even imagine what those discussions were like with Johnny Cash oh, because you're a country music guy, so you were with your heroes in this I picture. I was with my heroes, and the odd thing was at that time when we were doing that movie, uh, I was on MCA, and my album, uh, Memory Like You, was actually the number one album in the country. 
So even though I was hanging with all those guys, my my album was the was the number one album in the country at that point. So they were all fans of my music. And Johnny, uh, gosh, I wish Johnny Cash were alive to hear this new music because he would love it. He would love this new music. Songs about real hurt, songs about real love, songs about real loss. You know, these aren't songs about a red solo cup. These are songs about life. Not that there's anything wrong with a song about Red Solo Cup. You know, we need to we need to lighten up every now and again. But uh, John would have loved these would have loved these songs. So that was my that was my great experience. And Johnny was such a statesman that he made sure. He, I mean, he could see that I was on my way over to introduce myself to him. And he got up and, and met me halfway and made sure that he opened his mouth first. And he said, I'm Johnny Cash, and I'm a big fan of your music and, of course, Dukes of Hazard. He, he, he didn't want me to be off-put. Obviously, he knew he was Johnny Cash. <laughs> what, what came first for you, John? Was it the music or the acting? I mean, like, well, as a child, did you pick up a guitar or a bass and start writing songs, or were you focused more on acting in the beginning, then music came along? Which was first for you? I picked up a guitar first, uh, but that led to musical theater. So my, my first foray into doing anything publicly was not standing there with a the guitar. It was uh, Little Abner, a, a community play, a, a musical that we did, uh, which led to Fiddler on the Roof and the Apollo and then things like The Odd Couple and, and uh, a bunch of different plays, not only in, in elementary school, but then in high school. I'm sorry, elementary school, middle school, then high school. Uh, and as much community theater as I could do, uh, by that point, I'd moved to Atlanta with my mother. She worked for IBM. Uh, so that was in, from 1974 till 1978. And I'll bet in that span of time, I did 20 plays. Wow. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, when, when the bug hit, the bug hit big time. And thank God it did, because it prepared me for... Not only my audition, but once I got the job, I had to I had to deliver. And I was only 18 when I started Dukes of Hazard. So, and guess what? I was told on I love Facebook. I was told on Facebook that today is the 40th anniversary of the first day of filming the Dukes of Hazard. And I've got you on my show on that anniversary. How about that? How cool is that? Huh? <laughs> I love that. You know, we, we celebrate the Dukes of Hazard and all the great things that you've done on the small screen, the big screen. We touched on your music, but I, I want to brag a little bit about that because I don't think people realize how hard it is to score four number one singles on the Billboard Country Chart, especially, <laughs> by the way, especially back then, and to have released 10 albums. And this year, correct me if I'm wrong, but this year, you had this ambitious 52-song project, The Odyssey. Let's talk yep. about that. And I believe you released a song a week, are still doing that throughout this year, and it's yep. going to kind of all come together this month with a Greatest Hits album. Exactly. I'm so glad you said all that, and especially glad because it was, it was harder to get a number one song, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm a chart geek, John. Trust me when I tell you. And again, you mentioned some of the people that were, were vying for that number one spot. People uh -huh. need to realize back then, we're talking about the cream of the crop at country music and country oh, yeah, radio. Then Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn and, and John Conley and Earl Thomas Conley and oh yeah, it was uh, it was Eddie Raven, the Bellamy Brothers. Oh, I'm, it's amazing uh, that you were able you know? to do that, and and not only do it once, but you did it four times. 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. that that's incredible. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a great, a great, uh, I, I came back to country music. I'm talking to you right now from what used to be called the Spence Manor on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. And I missed music so much. Well, I music has missed you, John. So, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, we have released a single every Tuesday of 2018. We'll continue to do so all the way to the end. Um, tomorrow, I go into the studio, and we are, we've are we already recut five of them, but we're going to recut the other five of the Greatest Hits album that was out on MCA. So that includes all the number one songs. Uh, it also includes the – there were ten top ten songs. So those are all the greatest hits. I'm going to be in the studio tomorrow. Uh, we record those live. So those will be in addition to the 52 songs we've we've cut and we are releasing every Tuesday. So that'll put us up to 62 songs that we will have cut and released in 2018, which I think might be a might be a Guinness Book World Record. All right. First off, 58 years old, right? Yeah. Okay. You're you're not only doing this, so you're releasing a song every Tuesday. You're putting together this greatest hits album. So that means you got to write these songs, produce these albums, record these songs, et cetera, the whole process of that. Right. You're doing Dancing with the Stars, and you're working with Tyler Perry, and all in this same time frame. All in this time like, frame. How, doing how in the world? We're doing concerts. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine that, John. I, I, like I said, I'll be 43 in January. I can barely do what I'm doing. And then here I'm complaining about how overworked I am. Then I'm looking at your schedule going, that's insanity. Like, how do you do that? It's insane. Uh, It's pretty crazy. Uh, This last nine weeks has been so tough because there's been the haves and have-nots. There's been the uh, uh, touring with music. There have been some conventions, autograph shows, you know. And there's been Dancing with the Stars, which was a rehearsal every day for at least five hours, wherever I was. So if I was in Nashville, Emma was here. If I was in Tulsa, Emma was there. I was in Dallas. Emma was there. Um, now, sadly, or maybe not, I'm not sure, my my uh, my stint on Dancing with the Stars came to an end this last Monday. But A lot I of uproar, think, by the way, on social media about that. They didn't feel well, like your time should have been up. You know, people that are, uh, I had somebody somebody earlier today said that uh, when Bobby Bones dances, it looks like he's trying to put out a brush fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Which is true, by the way. He's still there. God bless him. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> him and, and Joe, they're wondering. They were the first two people that came up to me after the elimination, and they said, dude, we don't, we don't understand. You know, we, sh- we should be out of here. You should be staying. Uh, but anyway, it's, it was a great run, and the, good, the really terrific thing about it is uh, on the um, eve, we're going to release a song called Walk a Mile in My Shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes and you wind up at a bar. <laughs> Pretty great old-time country song. And we released that, the t- not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. And the night before, I'm going to debut that song uh, live from the stage there on Dancing with the Stars. So I'm going to be singing uh, "Walk a Mile in My Shoes" right there in the in the biggest ballroom in the world. Right on. Uh, and so, so it's it's going to end very well. I'm delighted that I my stint on the show ended with the best scores that we've ever had. I got a nine from Lynn, 
Come on, it doesn't get any better than that. No, he's like the grumpy uh, old man. You know, he you know he doesn't throw nines out there for anybody. Plays that he just plays that role. He's a sweetheart. But he didn't know that. But he's a sweetheart. I bet he is behind the scenes. I'm a big fan well, of the he show. Just so loved, he loves, loves, loves ballroom dancing. So that's why he's so straight. It's not because he's mean. It's because he really knows what it should look like, and he wants to help you attain that. So I love Len. Did love you have him. to be talked into doing that show, or was that when you were approached, you're like, nope, I got to do Dancing with the Stars? Or did somebody have to kind of push you to the answer yes? Alicia, my, my girlfriend and partner and everything, pushed me toward the answer yes, because they'd asked before. And I'm not a dancer. It scared me to death. I didn't want to do it, not because I, I felt it was beneath me. I felt it was so above me, <laughs> because I... I I, I like to say that dancing comes as naturally to me as climbing trees does to fish. Um, so I, I didn't want to do it. And finally, because we have all this music out, and she said, look, they're going to introduce you as a, as a country music entertainer. You're going to sing the song. You're going to sing one of our new songs on the finale. You've got to do this. Well, yeah, so it's a it huge made, audience. Oh, yeah. And I'm delighted that I did. But I have to tell you, I was scared to death. But here's the uh, Pat, problem, John. Now your critics are like, damn it. Now he's a triple threat. Now he can sing, act, and dance. Yeah. Now you just well, piss them all off. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> they're just going to have to deal with it. going to have to deal with it. How do people I'm get their hands on your... What's that? Uh, how do the people get their hands, by the way? We've talked a lot about the music. How do they get their hands on it? Because now the people that well, want to go back and check out the songs that you've released you know, throughout the year, oh, how, how do they go about well, doing in that? All this, in all this time, while we've been doing all this other stuff, we had, a, uh, we had an app designed. So the best way to get my music, both the, the old music and the new music, is just go to the App Store and download the John Schneider app. It's free. Then just click on the music. If you don't have a, an iPhone or an Android, and I know there are some people out there who don't, just go to johnschneiderstudios.com, and you'll find everything that we've been talking about is there. But the app is really the greatest way. It'll take you to the store. It'll it'll take you uh, to the calendar so you can see when I'm going to be somewhere near where you are or if you want to make a trip and come see me somewhere you can. Um, we had a, we, we had a uh, vote. You could vote for Emma and I on Dancing with the Stars on it. We, uh, sadly, we have to take that off. But uh, we're going to replace that with concert tickets and personal appearance schedules and all that kind of stuff. So... You can, you can go there. Very simple. That's the way to do it. Well, we have two country brands here in Des Moines. We have our new country uh-huh. station, Nash FM, 97.3, and then we have our Icon brand, which is a mix of the new and the old, which is oh, 92.5 cool. Nash Icon. I would like to personally invite you to come and perform for us here in Des Moines, for your fans in Des Moines. Let's hear this new music. Let's oh, see it. John Schneider. Let's have a good time in, in the Midwest. The Midwest loves you. You already know that. Well, all we have to do is identify a venue. Because, you know, we're, we're independent. We don't have a record label. So what that means is you come up with a place and you say, hey, this would be great. You put Alicia and I in touch with whoever runs that venue, and then we rent it, and then hopefully people show up. We'll support the, we'll support the hell out of it, John. No question about that. Okay. All right. No question well, about that. Me, me, think about it. Seriously, think about what venue you think we should uh, we should go after, and let me know. Let me know through Jen, because we'll do it. And uh, if you'll promote it, 
If you build it, they will come. If you promote it, I will sing. <laughs> well, you can count on that. So Tuesday nights, is the haves and the haves not still on, or is it? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, we've already shot the, the, the other season. Yep, the other season is in the can. We just had our uh, season finale, I believe, last night. So it's a great show, and, and uh, I, I like to think I'm a nice guy, and I used to hear that it was usually the nice guys that played the best bad guys. And wait till you see me. If you've not seen the haves and have-nots yet, wait till you see what a bad man I get to play on I, this I show. I can't picture you as a jerk or a bad guy, John. It just doesn't. The six-year-old inside me, it, it just won't allow it. Well, then don't watch the haves <laughs> and have-nots. <laughs> um, I'm so, arguing like a Boy Scout mess. <laughs> so we got that. We got the music. We got the Greatest Hits album. Is there a date for the Greatest Hits album when it's going to be released? Uh, that will be digitally, and it'll be on or up December 10th. The other ones are available now, though. All five of the Odyssey records are, are available now, uh, either on the app or johnschneiderstudios.com. And, you know, we live in an interesting day and age. If you, uh, if you want to kick the tires, listen to the music before you have to buy it. You can listen to it on Spotify. Uh, you can listen to samples of it on iTunes. I think they still only play about 20 seconds of it. Yep. But if you like it, please buy it, because the only way the uh, the people like me get to recoup the money we've spent making this music, and the only way the writers actually make anything, is if people buy a physical product. So that works for me or whoever you like. Whoever you like out there, buy their product. Don't just stream it, because they have yet to figure out a way to accurately pay songwriters for streaming royalties. Glad you said that. I'm glad yep. you brought that up because the songwriters and the producers, it's important that they get paid. You're very active with social media, so I want to make sure I get that out there. You're on Facebook, John oh, yeah, Schneider Facebook. Studios, Twitter, John Instagram. Studios. So, yep. Instagram, yeah, we do boomerangs. I was, I had people backstage at, uh, at Dancing with the Stars the whole time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we've got two different, uh, like, uh, exclusive things in our in the app. Now where you can, you can get exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff as we're recording music, as I was doing Dancing with the Stars, or backstage, kind of a backstage pass to any, uh, any concerts that we do. One is called O One one Lifer, like O one one on the General Lee door. I knew you'd like that. And oh, the other one is called Bo One, B-O-1 Lifer. So check that out when you get the app. It's, uh, it's under subscription, I think. Now, I know but your it's time. Fun, and I like to share my fun with everybody. I'm glad you do. And, you know, speaking of fun, one thing I have to do before I let you go, I know your time is very precious, and we appreciate every minute of this. I know, again, you've got a lot of things going on in your world. For you to spend this amount of time with us is certainly appreciated. Um, but sure thing. I wanted to just give a shout out to some of the people that have posted on our social media when they found out that we'd be talking to you. First, I want to start out with our producer, Doug Bailey, who's been generous enough to produce this for me. Doug actually brought in today. Doug, I'm going to let you tell him what you brought in today. I brought in, if memory serves me correct, one of the original generally matchbox cars. Oh, no kidding. And I had to search for it last night. I couldn't find it. I've got a, all my nice cars I keep away from my boys are sitting in a <laughs> big wheel uh, box. It looks like a matchbox wheel. And I'm like, where is it? Oh, I, I remember go find that. It. I remember that wheel. Yeah. All my good ones are in there. And, I mean, for myself when I was younger, I'm just a little older than Chad by a couple, three years. But that was part of our weekend. I mean, it was Dallas. It was Dukes of Hazard. It was Fantasy Island. It was Love Boat. I mean, that was that was our oh, weekends wow. back in those days. 
Now, is this one of these great little cars that the paint is all worn off on because you've been with it so much? Um, a little bit of it is, but like I said, I've kept it uh, as nice as I could. Yeah, I think that's so great. So, And I had a bigger one as well, on a bigger scale lunchbox. one, but I just can't find it. Oh, it'll turn up. <laughs> just park it on top of the lunchbox and take a picture. I never got a lunchbox, though. No, oh, I, I still have the well, lunchbox. You put, somebody with a lunch, you put it on top of his lunchbox. It'll be great. <laughs> I know. And, just, and, and put it on social and just say, <laughs> my childhood. You know, Here's my childhood. Well, you, one photograph. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post it and tag you on Instagram. Oh, please do. That'd be great. I will do that. That would be great. And and one thing I want to say before we go go is, and maybe you can shed some light. I'm sorry about this, Chad. No, no, This is one thing that... I have an 18-year-old and a 12-year-old, and my 12-year-old likes to experience different shows. Like I got him into Star Trek Next Generation and and Star Wars and stuff like that. But with the um, problems we've had in the last couple years down south with the Confederate flag... Yep. I am as upset, probably, as a lot of the other fans, that we can't find the Dukes of Hazard on TV anymore. No, you know, the only place you can find it, you can buy the box set, or it's on Amazon Prime, I believe. And the good thing about it, either in either of those ways, is that they haven't cut out, uh, I think by the time it stopped airing on TV land, they cut out like six minutes per episode because they, were, they added commercial time. So they'll get to see the whole episode. It's actually better. I, I found that, the, that when you tell somebody they can't watch something or they can't have something, they want it all that more. Amen. And see, we've so, got Amazon Prime, so we don't use it as much except for free shipping. So I am glad you I'm glad I asked you that you question. Go. There you go. All right. Before we let I John go. Your 12-year-old is going to love it. <laughs> I know he will. <laughs> yep. Before we let John go, I just want to read a couple of comments from some people on social. This will make you feel really good, John. So, okay. posted that you were going to be on. Sabrina said, my first crush, Bo Duke. Jay, <laughs> Jay Peterson said, I had a Dukes of Hazard cup that I drank out, of, drank out of exclusively when I was in kindergarten. Mary said, got to sit in the General Lee at the Iowa State Fair, felt on top of the world. Uh, Sheila wow. Court said he was one of the best on Dancing with the Stars. Brenda put all hearts wow. and love him. Danielle says he was my biggest man crush as a kid. I mean, this has just got to make, again, it goes back to what we said when we popped the mic, John, that people, they just love you. You're such an important part of their lives. And if those comments right there, like Amy said, he's precious. Nicole says he still looks amazing. I mean, that's just got to make you feel on top of the world. It does. It makes me feel so great. You know, and and, uh, love the comments about Dancing with the Stars. That was a great experience. And, uh, Thank you for saying those great things. Thanks for drinking out of the cup. Thanks for keeping your lunchbox and your little General Lee. Uh, please get the app so you can listen to the new music and uh, and watch some of the movies and maybe come see me. But I'm serious about doing a concert in your area. Get in touch with Jen once you've figured out where we should play, and we'll put it together. I know exactly who okay. to call and what venue to use, but I can assure you that I will do my part because we want to have you here in 2018. We want to celebrate the new music. We want to celebrate you, and it's just nice to have on this show a class act. I mean, anybody that's talked to you and interviewed you that I know has said uh-huh. that. That's the comment that comes up all the time, that John Schneider is a class act. And uh-huh. now I can say with them that I get to say that, too, and Doug's nodding that we got a chance to chat with a class act. And it's nice to know that our heroes are class acts. And so thank you again uh-huh. for your time, John. Oh, you're so. And hey, I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw a kind word out there. You know who is everything I thought he would be and more is Tom Bergeron. Oh, I love Tom. Class act. What a wonderful guy. 
So I will see you on stage in 2019 somewhere right near you. We'll do it in conjunction with you guys. And uh, I can't wait. So I let me know when and where, and or let me know where, and we'll figure out when. We look forward to it. Thanks for your time again, John. Best of luck with all the new music. You have our support here in Des Moines. I appreciate it very, very much. You guys take care. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Taylor Radio. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.